Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to this TGIF version of AutoLine Daily. While the news of General Motors keeps going from bad to worse, the company announced it's expanding the recall on those defective ignition switches. It turns out there's another problem with those switches. You can remove the key from the ignition while the engine is still running. That led to at least one car rolling away in a parking lot that resulted in a crash and an injury. So GM will now replace the ignition lock cylinder as well. And it will take a $1.3 billion charge for the recall, which is going to destroy its profitability in the first quarter. Worse still, Goldman Sachs just lowered its outlook for GM stock. Just two months ago, Goldman said GM was significantly undervalued, gave it a buy recommendation, and forecasted that the stock would hit $48 a share. Now, it downgraded its forecast and says those shares will top out at about $33 a share, which is exactly where the stock closed yesterday. You know, people keep asking me if GM can recover from this debacle or if this is going to sink the company. Well, here's my AutoLine Insight. This is going to hurt GM, but it's not going to kill it. Last month, GM sales were up more than Honda's or Ford's. We'll have to see where sales end up this month. But if GM can keep the sales momentum going, that's going to make up for all those other problems. Lincoln quietly replaced its head of design, Max Wolf, and replaced him with David Woodhouse, who had been director of Lincoln Strategy. Woodhouse has spent most of his career at Ford, but has also done design work at Mini, Cadillac, Land Rover, and BMW. Wolf will still work on Lincolns, but only on exterior design. The company actually made the switch back in December, but Ford claims it no longer sends out press releases for promotions below the vice president level. And speaking of Ford and luxury, the company just revealed this concept based on its transit van before it debuts next week in New York. Called the Transit Skyliner Concept, it has a very inviting interior, featuring leather-wrapped seats that can recline and be reconfigured with a smartphone or tablet. It's equipped with a high-end entertainment system and even a bar. Powering the Transit Skyliner is a 3.5-liter EcoBoost engine. The van was actually designed by Ford in Europe, but built by Galpin Autosports. And now we head over to China, where we have more things to report about Ford. Amazingly, Ford's closing in on becoming the third largest foreign automaker in China, behind GM and Volkswagen. But first, it's got a couple of other competitors to pass. Ford sold over 270,000 vehicles in the first quarter. That is a 45% increase, and that puts it just 4% behind Nissan, which is currently the third largest foreign automaker in China, and only 1% behind Hyundai, who's in fourth. And that is an amazing performance, considering how late Ford jumped into the Chinese market. Next, we head to Europe, but this one's not about Ford. Peugeot revealed a sleek-looking concept called the Exalt before it makes its official debut at the Beijing show later this month. 
The company says the design language is an evolution of the styling found in its Onyx concept car from 2012. And you know, here's a tip. When a car company starts using design language or features on more than one concept car, that is a clear indication it's going to be putting something like that into production. Speaking of New York, next week the Autoline crew will be at the show and we want to invite you to submit questions to the executives who will be interviewing. Three of those executives include Raj Nair, the head of product development at Ford, Dave Zukowski, the CEO of Hyundai Motor America, and Ken Parkinson, the head of design for Global Chevrolet and GMC. If you've got questions you would like us to ask these execs, shoot us an email to viewermail at autoline.tv. We'll pick the best of your questions and then next week I'll let you know about some of the other executives who we've got coming on the show. Hey, coming up next, a peek into what it took to develop the all-new Ford Mustang. The new Sonata from Hyundai. On Autoline this week, our weekly television show, the topic's all about the brand new Mustang. In the following clip, Dave Parachek, the chief engineer of the Mustang, shares some of the details that went into the development of this brand new pony car. We work very closely with one another. We want the same thing at the end, which is to have the best vehicle possible. And so we, we worked with uh, Murray's team very closely, freed a lot of Murray's constraints, yeah. uh, because early on we had constrained him a little too much. And while they were doing fantastic designs, it still wasn't good enough for a 50th anniversary Mustang. And so we went back and worked with him and freed up the constraints, and we worked together to make things feasible. I mean, give you an example. The body side, the draw depth of the body side, is so deep that it actually was not feasible because it didn't even fit in the press. And we worked very hard to be able to give him what he wanted. And of course, um, we wanted that to get the really nice, strong shoulders at sure, the back absolutely. and get that with yeah. the wider track and really enhance the, the stance of the car. So we literally had to redesign the press to open it up even more so we could get the body side out and move it to the next station. So uh, we went to that, you know, that great length. And instead of just saying it's not feasible and telling Murray you can't go you know, 40 millimeters out, you have to go 30, right? I mean, we, he, that's what he yeah. wanted. That's what we gave him. I gotta believe, too, that you've got a chance here now to make this a far better performing car. Uh, the old car, it's amazing what you guys did with yep. it, but I mean, the bones to that car go back to the 70s, to the old Fox platform. Yep. It's got to be tremendous to be able to have carte blanche, so to speak. It is. It's a dream come true, really. I mean, because we, we didn't just put a new body on, on an old chassis, right? I mean, everything about this car is, is brand new. There's not a carryover piece on it. Uh, putting the independent rear suspension in was a big, was, was a big move for us. Um, very important as you look at the trajectory we've been on with Mustang to continue that level of performance and yet at the same time give better ride. It was, a, it was time to put that independent rear in and we had to put the right one in though. This is a world-class independent rear suspension. But when we put that in, we realized very quickly that we had no intention to change the front suspension and that just wasn't going to work. So we had to go back to the drawing board, scrap the whole front suspension and redo the entire front suspension so that it would match the capabilities of the rear. And what we ended up with is a car that is so fun to drive, so capable, that uh, well, it's going to reward anybody that gets behind the driver. Also joining me for that interview are Maury Callum, the head of design at Ford, and Stephen Ling, who's in charge of marketing the car. As always, you can watch that entire show right now on our website at Autoline.tv. But that wraps up today's show and this week's worth of reports. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.